Hi everyone, welcome to Gold Coin. It's me, Kathy Burgos, just coming back at you. Didn't you love my title? How pizza and donuts and soda talk to your brain. Well, that was a catchy title just to get your attention. I wanted to talk about food pellets and signals to your brain and how they work for you and against you. So this is gonna be about a four part series, might be five, but I think I have it down to four. So one of the things I wanna dive right in, I wanna be talking about food. And it's something that we all love and that we all need to have to live. And uh, so me in food, I picked pizza and donuts because those are some of my favorite foods that um, I've enjoyed over the years, maybe a little too much, some would say. And I picked soda because uh, my husband Gabriel, he um, really liked soda before as well. And I'm so proud of him right now because he hasn't drank soda for an entire month, which is really, really good. And so, uh, but now we're talking to somebody who's been drinking soda for many, many, many years. And you might be like, well, I drink soda. I eat pizza. I eat donuts. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But I want to talk about the relationship that you create yourself with the patterns and the foods that you eat with your brain and the signals and how they communicate with one another and how they can be used to either work for you or against you. So my story is, is that I um, would overindulge quite often in, we'll just use pizza and donuts. And two things that they really have in common are they're both primarily made out of bread. So I had, and I had a, a thing for bread and for sweets as well, chocolate or donuts or, you know, muffins, anything like that. And I didn't really realize how uh, the, you know, the patterns that I had been creating even as a young child, you know, sometimes like if say um, you're a child or if you're a child and you get rewarded by, oh, you finished your homework, all right, we're gonna have cookies and milk now, you know? And so you're like, oh, yay, you know? So now I know as a child that once I finish my homework or if I clean my room, I get told that I'll have dessert and, you know, tonight we're having chocolate pie or we're having, you know, whatever the dessert was at your house. So those are patterns that are started, that are established even at a young age. So this goes deep, deep to the different things that you learn even as a young child. And so I know in my household that, you know, that our, a dessert was a reward. And it doesn't make, you know, any parent who gives a dessert to a child a bad thing. I'm just trying to establish to you to help you to understand the relationship that certain feelings and, and patterns that we create are created you know, for us as we're, as we're growing up and, and, you know, into adulthood, they create signals that are established in, in our brain with the relationship of those things. So fast forward to, you know, early adulthood, you know, and I remember, uh, sometimes when there was a breakup or, you know, the girls would get together and be like, Oh, you know, forget him. Let's go have ice cream. And, you know, you supposedly you're drowning your sorrows in a tub of ice cream or whatever, any kind of relationship or something like that, or let's go out to eat. And let's just, you know, whatever, or it could even be drinking or anything like that, that you establish a pattern in your life that when this happens, this is what I do. And when this happens, this is what I do. If I get sad, well, you know what? I just go and 
I call up my friends and, you know, we eat together or we overindulge in something that maybe is not the best for us at that time, but it makes us feel better. We're together. And so you begin to associate different food or different times that you do things with different emotions. So I became a person that when I was angry or mad, I would go and eat something and it would make me feel better temporarily. If I was sad or I was depressed or something didn't go right, I would go eat something and temporarily I would feel better, whatever the case may be. So I, it came to the point where it doesn't matter if I was happy, sad, angry, I would eat something and I would associate that time, even if we're celebrating, oh my gosh, you graduated from college or but, you know, I'm just giving an example or, oh, wow, this huge milestone in your life. Let's go, let's go to a restaurant. We have to go celebrate. So we start to associate things with food. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just matters on what you do with it. So talking about that. So here I am. I'm just talking about what happened to me and how I learned about this. I didn't take a class where somebody told me. I had to find out on my own because... I had failed at so many diets, and we're talking about weight loss here. If you want to lose 20 pounds, if you want to lose 120 pounds, wherever you are in your weight loss journey or your health journey of, of, of wellness that you want to get to, wherever you are, have you ever been trying and trying and you're like, oh, I did so good for a week, or even maybe you made it 21 days, because you know they say if you uh, do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. So, and you're like, yes. You know, I made it, so I'm clean, I'm cool, I'm clear, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this all the way. And then something happens, or you get invited to a birthday party, or you know, some celebration, or maybe, you know, something happens, and all of a sudden, there's that food that you know causes you to, you know, go into a tailspin, and you're like, oh, just, just one piece of cheesecake's not gonna hurt me. Of course it's not gonna hurt you. Go for it. And then the next day you're like, well, that one didn't hurt me. So I'll have enough, you know? So then you go on and on and on and on. It's not the food. It's your association. Well, sometimes it is the food because there's a lot of times that the food, the chemicals that are in that food also create a sensation, you know, a signal to your brain. And one of the things that I was reading, and this is just a side note, was I was reading this article that they're making steaks out of, oh, sorry, I almost knocked over my little computer set here. Uh, they're making steaks at, from printing machines. They print out, you know, they're made like that to make food. And even where I live, there's a, I think it's a, it's like a, a plant. These people that work in that plant, their number one job is to do this, is to create chemicals that taste like food so that they can put them in products. So say you love steak and they're gonna make this type of prototype steak, but they want you to get the sensation and the taste that you always have remembered from that steak so that you will eat it. But the chemicals that are made are detrimental probably to your health. Maybe not some, maybe same, maybe some not. I know may have some people disagree with me, that's okay, we all have, you know, knowledge is power. We are, we are all learning about the relationship between chemicals and food and our brains and our bodies and how it affects us on a daily and a long-term, short-term basis. So 
yeah, so these people, like the ones who make cereals and they make, uh, you know, bars and all kinds of stuff, drinks, and they study this stuff and they make sure that that chemical is going to create an addictive sometimes reaction in the person who consumes it. Because why? Because they want you to buy more. And the more you buy, the more money you spend. So that's the thing. So it's just, it's just wild. It's, it's mind boggling. If you take some time to really think about what you're eating and what it's causing you to do, you know? And so for me, when I started my weight loss journey, years and years of just failing miserably, and I couldn't understand why is it that, you know, whenever I would overindulge in too much bread or anything like that or too much sugar, I would get like the sugar, like say I used to love um, Reese's peanut butter cups or, and I got a cool story to tell you about Easter this year too. I don't want to forget. And, um, you know, I love, I used to love uh, tiger tail donuts or these huge donuts that are called tiger tails and they're like, I don't know how they twist them and they have sugar and chocolate and they're just huge and they're delicious. And when I would eat one, I would get so full that I would feel like stuff like Thanksgiving dinner. You know, when you when you eat too much and you're like, Ugh, and you're like, I, I'm never going to do this again. Next time I'm just going to eat half because, man, I can't even handle it. But then you find yourself the next day or the next weekend doing the same thing. And you're like, why did I do that? It makes me feel horrible. Or if you eat, you know how you can eat like so much pizza and if you eat one more slice, you feel the same way. You're like, oh man, my limit is two, but I ate four. Why did I do that to myself? I do that every time. And you, you always say like, it's just like if you drink too much. Have you ever had drink too much alcohol and you had a hangover and you're vomiting, you're nauseated, you're feeling sick and you're like, Oh my God, I'm never going to drink again. What? I feel horrible. And it takes you like two days to recover. And you say, I'm never going to do that again. And the next weekend, you're like, hey, right? And you wonder why would you keep going back to the same habit and the same thing? It's just like relationships. It's the same thing too. You're with somebody because you know they don't treat you right. You know that they're no good for you. You know you really, you know, why am I still with this person? And we make all kinds of excuses. Oh, well, you know, it's for the kids or, oh, it's because, you know, of a financial thing or whatever the case may be, but you remain unhappy and remain in a pattern that is no good for you. I saw this meme, you know, we're in COVID-19 right now and uh, I seen this meme and I was like, oh, these people are too much. I, I don't know if you've been watching them, but they are out of control. And this one said, oh, you can't stay in the house for 30 days, but you can stay in a bum relationship for 30 years. And it's so true. The relationship could be with a person. It could be with a substance. It could be with food. It could be with a pattern that you've established in your life. You know, you, you would stay with something you know it makes you unhappy. You know it's not uh, going towards the goals that you want and see for yourself, but you would stay in it. Now, why would you do that? You know? And so for myself, I was like, I don't want to be fat. I'm tired of being overweight. I don't like it that I can't ride in airplanes without a seatbelt extender. I don't like it that I can't even walk up the stairs to my house without halfway dying. I don't like it that, you know, I can, can't find anything in, in a clothing store to wear. Even the plus sizes are almost too tight for me. A 4X, 5X, you know, 
I don't like it that I can't sleep at night because I can't barely breathe. There's so many things, you know, I can go on and on and on and on and on. This subject is just so fascinating to me. So because I, you know, I didn't really realize what was happening. So at the time, I kept failing and failing and failing and going right back to. And if you listen to my podcast, Metafast, I talk about how I um, used to reward myself with food when I would lose weight. Like, what the heck? Why would you reward yourself with something? You're not a dog, right? Why are you rewarding yourself like you are? Exactly. I had established for so many years a signal to my brain that no matter what emotion I felt, that eating was going to temporarily make me feel better. And so I did that. And that's what I did. And I established such a strong pattern that even though it made me utterly miserable and almost to the point of self-loathing I still did it and there was nothing that would stop me I don't know if any of you have seen um the show my 600 pound life well I watched that show and I relate so much to them and my husband always goes man I don't think you should watch that show because like I cry sometimes when I hear those people's stories and I I so relate because maybe I didn't get up to 600 pounds but I got up to 350 I was on my way and a lot of them they'll talk about how they'll talk about how food brought them just a temporary escape from their life and even though they saw that it was killing them it didn't matter that few moments or half an hour whatever how long it took for them to finish their meal was bliss just for a moment and us as humans you know we're we're geared up like that like our bodies respond to signals in our brain our, our brains respond to signals in our body you know, it's like you know we're we're this awesome amazing you know uh body that we have and brain that we have but there are certain things that if we misuse them then it doesn't treat us back well either but if we use them right then it brings really good rewards so um, like I said before, no matter where you are, these are things that you have to pay attention to because you can be like, wow, why is it that I go and do the things that I do? And you can apply this to all parts of your life. Why is it that I keep repeating things? Because you've already told your brain so many times, this is what I do. And even though your brain tells you, and you know, for those of you who are spiritual as well you know you're you know you're like you're my spirit's tell me you know and most of us know we are spiritual beings and you know our our spirit will tell us don't go there don't do that don't say that but when we do anyways we get burned right because we don't listen we have been made in such a fantastic way that we have the signals that are saying don't do it don't do it don't you remember but if we ignore it for so long it's still there it didn't disappear completely. It's not broken, I assure you, because I didn't listen to mine for 20 plus years. And guess what? It's not broken. It works. So whether you've had weight loss surgery or you're just, you know, trying to do it without having the surgery, because if you have the surgery, then your body has been adjusted to where your body tells you you are full but they don't do brain surgery on you. So your brain is telling you, no, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. Oh, you had four ounces? Well, good for you, girl. But that's not, you're not done. 
Because your brain is still believing the pattern that you've already established that you either gorge yourself or if you, you know, you overeat, you eat too much for your body because that's what caused you to gain the weight. Or even if, so now if you didn't have surgery, you didn't have your body operated on. So both your body and your brain are telling you, I'm hungry, and you're really not. You don't need it to survive, right? But if you've already established that, or if you get in a certain kind of mood and you feel like, man, I just need that to take the edge off, you know? Have you ever, have you ever been there? Oh, let me do this so I can take the edge off. You've already established that pattern that that's what you do, right? So your brain and your body is like, I want that because that's what we do when we're stressed. We eat or we drink or we whatever, right? Or we go see that person that we know is no good for us, but that's what we do. So, right? It's like the good angel on one shoulder and the bad angel say, hey, don't do it. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is what we do. I've been doing this for a long time. And so you're fighting that battle. So when you think that you're going to start this great diet or you're going to do weight loss now, and then when you fail and you're so upset with yourself, you're like, what? Why can't I get this together? And you see other people succeeding. You're like, well, what do they have that I don't have? Or, you know, maybe they're starving themselves or, you know, they have a trainer or they have money and they have a gym membership and that's how they do it. Or, oh, you know, they, they have a support system. And no, they are learning to give their body and their brain different signals. And it's hurt. It's hard. It's not easy. And so the, when those signals and those, when you start doing those patterns that start benefiting you, then you have to pay attention to them. So what I did was when I first couldn't eat a lot, I would be like, okay, you know, my brain is telling me, no, you're hungry. I didn't need that extra food to survive for my body to live, but my brain was so used to getting what I wanted when I wanted it. And so those were some of the things that I had to realize that the signals that I was sending my body were or in my brain, you know, for so many years, were not benefiting me. And though my brain would tell me, it's not benefiting you. Have you looked in the mirror? It doesn't benefit you. Have you looked at how your health is? It doesn't benefit you. But I would, I had overrid that for so long that I didn't hear it anymore. So little by little, what I started doing on my own, because I didn't know, but I started cutting out a lot of different types of food. Not um, not in a way like where somebody cuts out food groups, but I started, because I used to like a lot of sweets, a lot of, um, a little bit of spiciness or whatever. So I started eating more bland foods. I started taking out a lot of the variety of foods and I noticed something. I was able to stick with it. And I remember, I would meal prep for myself. Some people meal prep every day or they like to eat something fresh every day or some people like to, you know, do for seven days or five days or, or their work week or whatever. So what I started doing was I would meal prep for five days. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? So I would get some albacore tuna in water, not in oil, and I cut out mayonnaise and I went to non-fat Greek yogurt, which has basically no taste. And um, I put a little bit of mustard in there and you know, a little bit of uh, boiled egg and I would measure it out and I would get some kind of like light crisps or something to go with it and maybe add some 
pickles. Pretty basic, pretty boring, nothing exciting. Okay, so that's what I would have for lunch every day. So, you know, it was like kind of, okay, I'm not used to this. You know, usually I would have, um, you know, whatever everybody went to, uh, especially if you work, you know, it's like you're, if you're used to going to, like one day we'd go to Chipotle, then the next day we'd go to Subway, and then the next day we'd go to, you know, mostly eating out, you know, at work with your coworkers or by yourself or whatever the case. And so I started doing that. And after the first two weeks, I was like, hey, you know what, this is not bad. And I got used to it. And um, before I knew it, it had been six months. And, you know, most people would say like, oh my God, you ate the same thing for six months? Well, let me tell you what it did for me. And I didn't know at the time. I really did it out of not knowing what to make myself for lunch because I wanted to really stick in a, you know, a certain guideline for myself. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to make this as easy as possible on myself. And I'm just going to make the same thing every week so that I don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Because once I start putting some thought into it, I'm going to talk myself out of it. And I'm going to have something maybe that I shouldn't have. You know, it, that's just what, how I was thinking at the time. So I, <laughs> I, I even had somebody who noticed that I was losing weight and they were like, oh, you know, they were following me on Instagram and they were like, uh, is that what you eat every day for lunch? You always show your meal prep and you eat that every day. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you're boring. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're doing, but you know, and I'm like, okay. So a year later, you know, they were a little bit heavier and I had lost the weight and they were like, what do you eat for lunch? And I was like, I told them, they're like, you still eat that? And I was like, I still eat that. So what I thought at the time was that I was saving money. It was pretty inexpensive, number one. I was um, not having to think hard about it, which was super easy for me, number two. And I could make it like in less, like maybe 15 minutes at the most. And that's if I'm messing around doing other things. So it was quick, it was it was inexpensive, it was easy, I didn't have to put thought into it. And if you have a busy life, which most people do, uh, you're it's it's nothing. So, but what I had really done, unbeknownst to myself, was that I had done something extraordinary for myself. I had began to change a pattern. And the pattern was one of it was a simple, simple, simple signal that I was sending to my brain. This is what I eat. It nurtures my body. It gives me good nutrients. It fills me up and it satisfies me. And I began to send that signal over and over and over and over again. And because it wasn't very, um, to me, it's delicious. It tastes very good, but it wasn't savory. Like, Hey, I'm eating some, you know, of, of, my mother-in-law's, you know, refried beans. I mean, her refried beans to me were better than a steak. Or it wasn't like, oh my God, that deep dish pizza that one time I ate in Chicago. It didn't, or all those fresh hot chocolate chip cookies that came out of the oven. It didn't bring to mind that kind of emotion in me, but it was satisfying. It was good. And I felt good after eating it. So I began to send that signal over and over and over again to my brain and I began to see results in my body. I began to lose the weight. 
I began to feel good. I began to have more energy. I, so I was sending that signal to my body over and over. This is what you eat to create this result. So before you know it, when I wouldn't eat it, and, and I had other things for lunch too, low, pretty much low carb, um, you know, high protein, you know, moderate fat type of um, meals. But I mean, I didn't eat, I, I, but I did eat that a lot and I still do. Okay, go figure. And um, so people would be like, what do you eat? And I tell them the same thing, still eating the same thing. You know, now I add like turmeric, I add chia seeds, I add flaxseed to it. You know, sometimes I have the egg in there, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have the pickle in there, sometimes I don't. You know, and people are like, oh, non-fat Greek yogurt is gross. It is until you get used to it. Now I can't even taste mayonnaise. I can't even smell mayonnaise. And I'm like, gross. Why? Because I have sent a signal to my brain so much that anything like mayonnaise is like, I, could, I can't imagine eating it again. Why? Because I'm so used to not having that kind of substance in my body. So I sent this wonderful, awesome, amazing signal to my brain that says, this is what you need to do to take care of this new body that you want. In so many words, okay? It basically was saying, I love you, Kathy. Every time I ate that, I love you, Kathy. Imagine, some people look at eating food that's better for their body as a, a punishment or as, um, oh man, I can't. I can't have this. Oh, I'm going to go on that diet. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. If you look at it as an investment in yourself and in a love letter to yourself, a love gift to yourself, imagine people say they love themselves all the time, but what they do shows sometimes that they don't. I said I loved myself, but obviously the habits and the patterns that I had established showed very differently that I, that really I didn't, you know? So, and I'm talking about weight loss here. I'm talking about just the different ways that you can change your mindset with food palette, the signals in your brain. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. No clue. I just was like, hey, I need something simple. I need something fast. I need something inexpensive because I don't want to fail anymore at this. I'm tired of living this way. I I, I don't know what to do. So I just, I thought it was the easy way of having a quick lunch to take to work, not knowing that it was really, really going to help me in the future and still helps me to this day. And um, so start to look at eating nutritious food or food, you know, that's maybe a little different than what you're used to as a, as a love gift to you. I never would have thought of Alpha Cortoon as a love gift to me, but it has truly become that. And I really want to talk about in the next podcast that I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about food palette, how you change it, alternatives to use for your favorite foods that you love. It doesn't mean that you'll never eat pizza again. You'll never have donuts again. But I believe you're, you can change your thought process so that you don't overdo it and you don't keep going with it you know if i say you know what i really would like to have a donut tonight or we're going to a special function and you know they're having my favorite cheesecake 
back then, no, I would have said, oh no, I can't have that because it's going to take you off the deep end, which it might have because it would have restarted what that what I had established for so long. And that's what happens when people regain the weight. I think I, I mentioned in some of my uh, podcasts that I re after about two years of weight loss, I think I had lost about 90 pounds and I regained 30 in less than six months. Yeah, that's quick, quick, quick. And I begin to revert back a little bit to my old patterns. Instead of just saying, oh, well, I can have a donut. I would get like a dozen and eat them in two days. Now you say, well, how is that possible? Oh, it's possible. <laughs> and I begin to reopen those signals again, you know, that I had already, it took me so long. So you can regain and you can go back to your old ways, but you can reestablish new ones. Let me tell you what happened to me at Easter. So last year, um, at my job, I had, <laughs> so you know the Reese's peanut butter eggs? So I think everybody was going around to everybody's desk and giving everybody like little Easter baskets. So cute, right? And I was like, ooh, I had never tried the eggs before. I liked Reese's peanut butter cups, but I, and I had like two of them. And I was like, man, these are delicious. You know, I'm not going to eat any more though, because I know as much as I like chocolate, I need to keep it cool before I could eat a whole bag. So um, I remember thinking this year for Easter, I was like, yeah, I gotta get some, because they only come out, I think, once a year. The I could be wrong, okay? Uh, and so I got um, six of them, because I was like, okay, well, this is going to be my Easter basket. Yay, adult Easter basket. And I ate one, and I was like, hey, this doesn't taste as good as last year. I wonder what happened. And I was like, man, did they change the formula of the peanut butter and the chocolate? And it wasn't that. It was me. I had changed. In one year's time, my palate had changed drastically. Where out of those six eggs, I only ate one. And I was satisfied. That was good. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is good. I need another one. I didn't have that anymore. And I was like, yay, I had changed the signal in my brain so that when I ate something with a lot of chemicals or a lot of whatever it had in it, it no longer gave me that effect of euphoria or, you know, a good feeling and then a crash, of course. I didn't have that. And I was like, oh, it was disappointing because I had fixed, you know, I had uh, set up my meal plan where I had my macros and everything where I could fit it in and still, you know, meet my macros and my calorie intake for that day. And it was such a letdown. I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't need Reese's peanut butter eggs anymore. So, you know, that your, your palate will change. Your likes and your dislikes will change. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, if you want long lasting results and you want to keep going with your results. And another thing, I went on a cruise um, before this COVID-19 thing. I came back from the Bahamas um, New Year's this year, 2020. And um, I ate pretty, you know, I didn't go too crazy on the cruise, which you can, you can do. Oh my gosh, if you've been on a cruise, you know this. And when I got home, I was so excited to get back to my what I call my eating plan, the foods that I like to eat now. 
it, and, and it wasn't so much, and somebody might have been like, man, I wish I was back on a cruise so I could get those delicious meals, you know, but my body missed the way that I felt when I eat the food that I eat, berries and raspberries. I mean, they're a part of my everyday intake. You know, I, I eat, I drink water and I, I, you know, there's certain things that I have every day that are very good for me. You know, I eat Brussels sprouts and I, you know, and I missed having those things. And I don't think it was so much based on the taste or the flavor. What it was is the way that those foods make my body function. I'm able to sleep at night. I'm able to have a lot of energy. I feel really good. You know, so my, I missed that from eating the other kinds of food. So I had been trained, I've been training myself for so long to love the way that I feel when I eat the foods that are good for my body, that the signal in my brain was so strong. Wow. Can't you wait to get back to that albacore tuna? <laughs> right. And you would think that's really weird. That's, uh, uh-uh. get, get away, get away from me with that. But it's true. And I, I remember telling my husband, man, I can't wait to get back and I'm going to meal prep. And, you know, because I, I missed the way that I felt. Because when I ate heavy carbs or sauces or gravies or sugars, it I, I felt lethargic afterwards. I would have a sugar crash. I wouldn't feel as my mood would kind of get a little cranky. And, you know, I'd get a little snarky. And, you know, and the same goes for if you have like a, a meal uh, plan that you're eating at certain times of the day. I, I have a plan that I eat at certain times of the day so that I don't, well, at first it was so that I wouldn't get hungry. I would eat every three hours because by, by every two hours, I was like, okay, where's my next meal? Because I, I would think that I was starving. So I trained myself to eat like every two to three hours because when I first started, I was like 350 pounds and I thought I was starving all the time. I would be shaking. If I didn't eat, I would sh- be like shaking, like, I need food. I need food. And I would be like, like, like a drug addict, you know, like a food addict. I was. And so I start, I trained myself early on to eat so that I wouldn't, like, I would say, like, I'm going to faint, right, if I don't eat. So, <laughs> God, I think about the things that I put myself through. See, nobody did this to you. You did this to you. So you got to take responsibility. Come on, home girl. Come on, home boy. You got to take responsibility and it's funny and it's sad at the same time, but you can do it. You can do it. You can change the habits. Don't let nobody lie to you. Don't lie to yourself more, more importantly, and say that you can't change because you can. I'm proof. Look at my before and after pictures. I don't care if you had surgery, you didn't have surgery. Some people who've had surgery, they gained all their weight back. Some people who've never had surgery have never lost even one pound, or maybe they have. It doesn't matter. Get off of that. And know that you can change. And sometimes you need somebody to help you talk you off that ledge. That's me. You know, I have developed so a plan that it it's worked for me. And I know it'll work for so many more people. Because I know I'm not alone in this. I know that I'm not the only one that was doing some pretty way out things. Thinking that I'm loving me. You know? So, anyways... I'm, I'm going to continue this for another, I have three more series and I'm going to, or three more podcasts to go with the series. And I'm going to talk more about the relationship that we have with food and even from our childhood, from our past, from the way that we felt and the signals that it 
sends to our brain. And I'm also going to talk about the different alternatives that you can use to help you and to help you get through your journey and to be successful. And once you start seeing the outside, start matching the inside, it's going to spur you on even more. I'm telling you, it is doable. It really, really is. And you're not going to suffer and you're not going to feel like you're being left out or you're, um, you know, punishing yourself or, you know, oh, I'm going to starve myself. You know, you're not going to feel like that. You're going to be fulfilled. You're going to, you're going to be happy because I'm going to tell you one thing. I could have never did this. And if I, I like food, I like food and it has to taste good. And if it doesn't taste good to me, I can't do it. I'm not going to eat no cardboard. I'm going to watch. I'm going to talk to you guys about, um, oh my gosh, granola bars, processed food, protein shakes. Oh my goodness. I have a doozy for you on that one. So you, you're probably in your mind like, uh oh, I have, what's she going to say about that one? Tune in again. Also, check out my development um, courses that I have, groups that I have. I can help you one-on-one, -on -one, even establish certain things for yourself that you need with the foods that you like to help you to get you to where you want to be. Trust me, it works. It really does. It takes some effort on your part, but you can do it. Invest in yourself. Send that love letter to you. Send that true love letter to yourself. And before you know it, if you stop sending those signals to your brain that you love yourself by, by what you're doing and what you're putting in your body, your brain's going to say, hey, 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 and you're going to listen. You're going to start listening. Thank you for being with me today. I'm so excited about this subject, and I really am like genuinely excited about it because it changed my life. It helped me so much and it continues to help me where it's to the point now where it's like, I don't even have to like think about it. It's already natural. It's already a pattern. It's already built in within me so strong. And at any point where I feel like weak, I can get right back on. I don't go from one day. Okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to eat like this for a weekend and then a weekend turns into a week and then a week turns into a month and then it's six months later and you're like, oh my God. Oh, man. No, those days are over. Those days are over. You don't have to have regret like that anymore. Will you have a great day? I will see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube and to also like us on Instagram. And we'll see you back next, well, probably within a couple of days. I'll have the next one to this series. Pizza, donuts, and soda. And the signals that they send to your brain. See you next time. Bye.